0: on CityCast Madison. It's Thirsty Thursday, so of course that means it's food o'clock. We're diving into local eats, this one dedicated to all our plant eaters, plant eater lovers, and curious carnivores considering balancing out your plate. Our friend Lindsay Christians, food editor for The Cap Time, says it's the tastiest time to be vegan in Madison. So whether you're cutting back on meat or just looking to eat more veggies, she's got you. It's Thursday, March 16th. I'm Bianca Martin, and here's what Madison's talking about. Lindsay, welcome back to CityCast. Thank you. It's good to be back. Is it just me, or does Madison have more options, both menu and locales, than ever
1: for plant fans? 100%. It has gotten so much better for people who eat vegan, eat plant-based, eat vegetarian, just want more vegetables in their lives. There's a lot of discussion about whether we say vegan or we say plant-based. But functionally, it's gotten better to eat that way. And things are way more delicious and more abundant than they ever have been. Are you a plant eater? I am an everything eater. I'm an omnivore. Got
0: it. Cool, cool, cool. Me too. Um, but you, I just remember you appreciate the vegan vegan options. I remember hearing that.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've gotten a CSA box for a very long time. And I feel like that pushes you to say, well, there's there's a lot of cabbage in a cabbage. And you got to figure out what you're going to do with it. Um, Absolutely. And one thing, as I was as I was writing about, you know, the expansion of, of vegan options in Madison, I kept asking, like, but it is a lot of chopping, though, right? Like you have to do a lot of processing of all of these vegetables. It's kind of the not so dirty secret of, of veganism is if you actually start really cooking a lot, you're, you're just you're doing a lot of peeling and chopping.
0: Yeah, you're getting some good forearms. Yes, you did it. Great coverage, as you just mentioned, that you were writing about this expansion of energy and the vegan scene here. Where would you take the hardcore vegan in your life?
1: The place that's the most exciting and the newest is Jardine, which is over on East Washington Avenue, which I think we spoke about last time it was on. But Juan David Umaña is the chef over there, and the way that he's working with right now, squash and mushrooms and like all of these lovely kind of root vegetables. There are, you know, flatbreads and risottos and uh, he's doing a mole. There's a super, super creamy pasta, it's called lobster casareche and it's made with lobster mushrooms and it's just this super creamy sauce. And he says when people come in and they have this pasta, like it makes some vegans nervous. Because it's so creamy and they think there's no way there's not cream in this. Like, what's
0: the secret? What's going on here?
1: So I think that one has oat milk in it. He's, he's using oat milk for like his roux. You know, sometimes when he's made, well, like a creamy sauce, like for a mac and cheese or something like that, he's using oat milk to do that. But that's another thing, too. Vegan cheeses have gotten way, way better. Like they used to just be rubbery and bland and gross. And now we have all these different cheeses that are made with nuts If you go to Woodman's and you look at like the vegan options, you can kind of see even there like, oh, there's so much in this category now than there never was. Do you think that's part of
0: the uptick and people wanting the food is like, hey, like this actually isn't like so freaky deaky in a negative way. This is like very good. It just it tastes better. The stuff just tastes better. You might have people in your life who are not vegans, right? How about for a mixed group? Like, where would you go if, say, maybe the family's visiting and somebody's got um, a very meat oriented bay?
1: I mean, I feel like any sort of Thai restaurant or Indian restaurant is gonna be like straight down the middle for you. Like, it's, it. I feel like somewhere like Himal Chuli has just beautiful food. But that way, too, like if you are you can like take them down State Street and you can show them the downtown. I, I think of these restaurants in their context as well. So like if you've got a great Indian place near you, um, I love I love Daba. I love Amber out in Middleton, Swad and Monona. There are always going to be options like that, you know, to to take somebody who where you can get like a. You can get something with chicken, sometimes you can get something with with beef or lamb, but then your your vegans and your vegetarians are gonna have so many wonderful options. So that's one thing. Also, places like Ian's, like Ian's is doing a lot better with like vegan options, and they also have a lot of gluten-free things too that you can do there. And also a lot of these businesses that I think of as being like either downtown or catering to a younger audience are aware of how a lot of folks are wanting to eat more plant-based or are wanting to like have gluten-free options too, right, that they're they're building that into their business model. Kind of the closer you get to campus, I think sometimes you're going to have more options there. I also heard really good things about most of the food fight restaurants that have a good vegan either side of the menu or options. So that was really cool. I, I think Monty's has a long reputation uh, Moni's Blue Plate Diner over on Atwood has a long reputation of having good vegetarian and vegan options, but Text Tubs does too. They've got like a, I think they've got a jackfruit taco on, and Bar Coralini has an entirely like vegan side to, like option on its menu. I had really good vegan uh, sushi rolls at Red, and they what? were delicious. Yeah.
0: What? <laughs> well, I guess that makes sense. Just no mayo. Like
1: one of some squash. Yeah. Veggies. Yeah. So sushi is just referencing the rice. It's like vinegared rice. The, all they're doing is instead of, you know, putting fish on the rice, they're putting like beautiful squash or mushrooms or tofu. And But the thing about the, the the vegan sushi at Red is it's so thoughtfully and beautifully made, just like all the rest of their rolls. So I will go there and eat, you know, like have a, one fish thing and one vegan thing. And it's it's great. It's kind of a nice way to switch it up.
0: That's perfect. Like, that's a perfect, (laughs) perfect choice. What about a good starter dish to ease people into meat-free options?
1: Yeah, I think a great way to start is with something like what Just Veggies is doing. So James Bloodsaw II is opening a new restaurant called Just Veggies. It's been a food cart. If you've been to downtown festivals, you've probably seen it. Um, But he's doing essentially comfort food. Soul food, comfort food. Think of, like, chicken sandwiches, and cheese curds that are plant based. <laughs> I was like, "But what are they though?" And he was like, "Potatoes, you know, and other things." And I was like, "Cool." <laughs> it's like a p- potato based cheese curd, and I, it's he's just he's really turning very like familiar and like comforting food into vegan like into vegan options. Like he's doing vegan variations on those things. He his menu is designed to be super just accessible for folks um, who are like maybe not usually vegan or plant-based eaters, but, you know, they're out with their friend who is or who wants that or they want to try something new. So that I feel like going that direction is a great way to go. I think he's currently still doing a GoFundMe for his restaurant on State Street. So, you know, check that out if you want to support um, an entrepreneur on State. And he's still doing quite a lot. Like he's been I've seen him at like pop ups and things. And I know he usually does like the vegan fests and he does those kinds of things, too. He's doing a, a St. Patty's Day dinner, in Madison, I'm just looking at this. Vegan corned beef, cabbage, carrots, baby red potatoes, dinner roll. And he's working out of uh, Christine's Kitchens over on the east side. So it's like a pickup. But as as he's getting his brick and mortar up and going. So I would say starting with something that people are familiar with. That's one way. So
0: people can go there and get it to go.
1: Yes. So that's one way. And the other way would be something like also on State Street, Sookie's Veggie Burgers, which is just exactly what it sounds like it's an entirely vegan spot it's fast casual and it's all burgers and fries and things that you're familiar with you know most people are a great spot to go if if you want to be like here's what this could be like i mean it's it's quick it's easy it's something to try for a lunch it's one lunch out of your life
0: give it a shot i feel like you told me last time that the settle down Settledown has a really good veggie burger, right? That's your favorite. Yeah, you're grabbing your heart.
1: I love it. I like their their regular smash burgers. They're de- they're delightful, but I I am often looking for like the comfort of it without like the f- bad feeling in my gut later. <laughs> so I'll go with a veggie burger and I'll just have them prep it like their good idea burger, and like it, you just do a little crossover with it, and it's great having something subbed in. Is is a great way, I think, to start with veganism. When I was talking with uh, Chef Juan over at Rabinia and Jardine, he was talking about how he what he's really trying to do with the food there is move beyond that. The idea of the one to one substitution of, you know, you made a lasagna and instead of using regular cheese, you use a different kind of cheese. He's really trying to, like, move it past that into like creating whole new like entrees that are inspired by something, but they're, they're fully balanced in and of themselves and they don't require any kind of a meat substitute. I love that, yeah. Green Owl is very big on doing like traditional and comforting food as well. And anything on that menu can be made vegan, I believe. They have been kind of a longer player in like the vegetarian game here in Madison. They've been doing it longer than a lot of places. One thing I found in my research was that vegan and vegetarian restaurants tend to pop up and die. I found one that was open for like four months. <laughs> it was doing sort of sort of like Korean Buddhist vegan food designed to sort of balance you. Some of them are like cooperatives. There was one called Piecemeal that was like cooperatively owned and they kind of flared up and died out. Savory Times on Williamson Street was an older one too. And so I think running a restaurant is hard already. <laughs> like it's already just hard like to make all your balance your books and get enough staff and all that other stuff. And then when you add like, oh, and we only do vegetables, it's another layer of like, we can't just go there for a burger kind of things. It's it can be another level of complexity.
0: Your story, you know, your cover story was focused on the fact that there is a trend, like more people are looking for this. There are new restaurants that are vegan specific, but... It sounds like sometimes they have some struggles. I'm curious what you think about why people are headed in that direction. Like you know, obviously it's, it seems like there are some benefits to being a vegan, and that's probably why it's drawing attention. Better food we talked about, but any other things you
1: you heard? It is mostly mostly driven by younger folks, so people in their 20s and 30s. It is often driven first and foremost by reasons connected to health. People wanting to eat healthier. My own brother uh, was diagnosed with cancer several years ago and he has gone completely vegetarian as he sort of works through that and it's it's very connected to his health, right That's why he did that. So there are definitely there are definitely like reasons connected to like I want to feel better I want to you know live better. There are also reasons uh, a friend of mine recently decided she was done eating meat because she she feels like this is a way to be a better global citizen because she looks at the impact of meat, especially industrial meat um, on our food system, on the climate. And she she thinks that this is the most responsible path forward for her. When we look at it, it's maybe like three to 5% of people are actually fully vegan. And where we're seeing the biggest growth in this trend, right, is people who are omnivores like me, who are subbing vegetable-based meals or plant-based meals or more plant-based items, into their regular diet um, of what they usually eat. So I do think that as we we think about climate change, we watch climate change, we think about sustainability, we're going to see more and more of this out of necessity. Meat's going to get more expensive even than it is. Um, and meat is not as, as expensive as it should be.
0: Right off the bat, I just want to say, I'm sorry to hear about your brother. Oh, that's all right. Thank you. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. And uh, just um, wishing him health. Thank you for sharing that. And um You know, I I, getting veggies in your system, it really, you know, we do have a tendency here in America to not get as many. And you mentioned home, right? Like not everyone has time to cook at home. So we've been talking about restaurants, but I know you cook at home, Miss Lindsay. (laughs) And I see it and and I am like, love it. And I'm just curious, I feel like you mentioned, have you gotten inspired to try and make anything at home that is kind of plant-based, veggie-based that
1: you're excited about? I do a lot of veggie based cooking in part, again, because of because of the relentlessness of the CSA. The CSA doesn't you know all see <laughs> all season. It just keeps coming. And we we happen to be members of Vitruvian Farms, which is known for its microgreens and its mushrooms. And so I well, there will be parts of the season where I'm just drowning in mushrooms. And like, I'm not mad, it's kind of beautiful, it. but also, but it's like a little oh, scary. <laughs> so many, so many mushrooms. One book I so I was actually speaking of my brother, I was trying to find a cookbook for him for Christmas. And I found this book. It's like uh, the like weeknight vegetarian. And it's it's Jenny Rosenstrock. And she was basically being and basically being like, if you want to eat more vegetables, maybe you're not ready to go fully vegan, but you want to eat more veggies and you're feeding a family. These were just wonderful recipes. They were so approachable. And at the end of the cookbook, she does this sort of graph where she has ingredients at the top, like mushrooms, tofu, squash, whatever, you know, things at the top. And then she has preps on the side, like tacos, breakfast, whatever. And it makes it really easy because there are, you know, vegetarians in my life who don't like eggs or mushrooms. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And it's basically about how to... How to say like, oh, I can make sweet potato tacos for her and she would love those.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. We'll have to put the the link to that book there. You mentioned this, but there is a whole pop up vegan fest that here locally that started a few years ago and it's super popular and it's next week at the Goodman Center. Do you know about this?
1: I knew about the Mad City Vegan Fest. It's now called the Madison Vegan Fest in the fall. It's out at a park and it's like a beautiful and there's tons and tons of vendors. But this is uh, a more sort of local thing. It is not only local vendors. They're getting folks up from Chicago. They're getting people from Milwaukee in because Milwaukee's vegan scene is way better than ours. Oh, challenge y'all to hear. That? I know we're coming up, but like we're smaller. So <laughs> we're trying There are several people who are going to be at Madison Vegan Pop-Up on March 26th, um, who I ran into at Femstival, what's called New Day Eastside Juicery. I tried some of her like cold brew juices. Oh my goodness, they're delicious. They're so good. That's another great way to like get plants. Just drink them. She's like selling them, I think, out of the Green Owl right now. So that's really fun. And there are a bunch of bakers who do the vegan pop-up east side cakes is one they make these lovely little cupcakes they're so cute if you find the cap times vegan cover there's like i think it's an oreo one or something a mint oreo like vegan cupcake um, which is yeah <laughs> <laughs> so good
0: yeah and you had a list of, of, of vegan bakeries um that you were going to share you said
1: east side cakes Eastside cakes heirloom bakery and kitchen that's mickey walker and she is i know she's available at Elementari on the east side and the donut spot oh yeah and so also level five donuts which is expanding its production space so soon we're going to be able to get them even more places but they're at ledger coffee they're at johnson street public house um they are at Uh, Mother Fools, sometimes they're at Ribbonia Courtyard at Black Locust Cafe. They're just all over the place. And those donuts are so good. They're so good. Uh, Forward um, Coffee, that coffee shop on Atwood. They're there like, oh, they're beautiful. She's going to be doing even more exciting flavors now that they've got their own kind of spot, which is not open to the public. But it's like a production area where they can expand which is very cool.
0: Lindsay, you've given us lots of goods as normal and shown that vegan you can go vegan and you get your veggies and you can get your bakeries and your donuts. Um, We appreciate you so much. Thank you for taking the time. Yeah, thank you. That's Lindsay Christians, food editor and arts reporter for The Cap Times. We'll link to her story with details about all of her recommendations. And if you want links to any of the spots Lindsay mentioned, check out our show notes. And here's what else Madison's talking about, abortion. It's still the subject of debate up at the state capitol. Assembly Republicans say they now agree on making exceptions to our state's abortion ban. They floated a bill to allow for some limited exceptions, for example, if a woman is raped. However, it seems to be going nowhere. The Senate says they won't even talk about it, and Governor Evers, who's pro-choice, says he'd veto the bill. There's already a lawsuit in the works seeking to overturn the ban. And this is all happening with election day just a few weeks away. Control of the Supreme Court is in the balance, and it does feel like abortion's on the ballot. Speaking of tactics, news in the Wisco football world, Aaron Rodgers' big trade to the New York Jets is now on pause, as the Packers want more money for their star quarterback. So, Packers, if you're listening, we owe Rodgers no favors, but no one likes a messy breakup. You've already said you want to move on, he's wanted to leave before last season, pick a play and get him off our payroll. Is Aaron Rodgers destined to pursue the Brett Favre path? Only time will tell. That's all for today, here on Madison. I'm Bianca Martin. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend who complains about vegans as much as vegans complain about non-vegans about our podcast? We'll be back tomorrow morning with more stories from around the city. Until then, keep it green.
1: Eat more plants.